The world champion Dodgers have some world champion podcasts. Don't miss a chance to catch up on Dodger Talk by podcasting it on the iHeartRadio app. Just search Dodger Talk for new episodes every weekday and after each game. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570 in LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, let's go to work. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. My thanks to Rob for sitting in last week and that magnificent show on Friday with Magic Rodney. That that really was great. I listened to all of it. Only one thing I want to pick apart. Yes. Got to do it off the top. Uh, yes. I wasn't pleased with one part of it. Okay. When he renamed the show Magic and Rodney. <laughs> I heard that. You I, heard that? I heard that. I want you to know that. And the only guy that I would ever go, that's cool with, is Magic. But I'm always listening. I did hear that. And it, it, hey. He did. He was worried about you, Freddie. He was worried that you're going to be jealous and that something may go down. But he said, as as he signed off, off air, he said, tell Fred I, I was only joking. I got too many things to do this summer. Yeah, you know what, Rodney? <laughs> that doesn't make it any better. But... That's a great get. Well done. I think people know that you and Magic are, are friends. And for him to come on for an hour and talk about yeah. what he did was just terrific. It was great radio. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, I wasn't sure. he And he was the one that, hey, I'll come on and take calls. And, you know, and, and we, you know, Fred, we did this before. We talked about this and promoted it before the Lakers lost and, and were knocked out in the first round. So it could have gone either way. Um, but I think there was more meat to it because I think we all felt with the way Anthony Davis was and the way they were playing that it was a matter of time. And so now because it happened and, and people immediately focused on the, the off season, it was a perfect time. And he, he, he broke it down as you can, <laughs> as you heard and, and, and had some, uh, some interesting concepts about and thoughts about the future of the Lakers. All right, let's talk about that in a second. Let's start with the Clippers though. And congratulations to Ty Lue and the Clippers. They did it. They won their first-round series against Dallas. I actually watched the game yesterday, and as I watched, I thought early on that they would beat them. Yesterday, I really did. No team had won in their home court in the series, but it looked like the Clippers were ready to impose their will. Kawhi was just a complete monster, and uh, now they're off to play Utah. So I know if you're a Clipper fan, Rodney, you're sitting there going, see, I told you so. Oh, it's their year. Simmer down, slow down. Everybody just chill out. Yeah, they beat Dallas. Guess what? They're supposed to beat Dallas. Now they're playing Utah. And you know something? They're supposed to beat Utah. If they lose to Utah after beating Dallas, it's just a little better than losing to Dallas because they're supposed to be one of the best teams, if not the best team in the Western Conference. So, yeah, congratulations. It's great. It's one step. Now you have to beat Utah for step two. Yeah, no, no doubt. They got to go deep. They got to go deep, uh, and and it and it can't end. It can't end with Utah, like you mentioned off the top, that they got to get to the Western Conference Finals, and then they can start to exhale. Because if they, if they get to the 
Western Conference Finals and they lose, then they then that team, this team, this current team as constructed, has a taste of the Western Conference Finals that they're one step away from the finals. So it, it'll be a motivating factor going into next year. But the thing I took away from both the the, the Clippers and Dallas series and the Lakers and then uh, some of these series around the around the league is that you can have two guys. You can have two guys. But if the role players don't show up, you're in trouble. And for the Lakers, when they had they didn't have two guys, they had one guy, and the role players did not show up. You you think about do the Clippers win that game as great a game as Kawhi played and and he played in six and seven? Do they win that game without Reggie Jackson? Absolutely not. Do they win that game without Marcus Morris? Nope. Right. Does Phoenix beat the Lakers, though, without Cameron Payne and, and, and those guys that play? Booker's going to get his. We always talk about the guys that are going to get there. Chris Paul's going to get his. Booker's going to get But it's those other guys. And, you know, we can analyze that game. That game did get close for a minute with the Clippers and, 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 and Dallas. And Dallas went cold. Hardaway Jr. couldn't make a shot in the fourth quarter. No one else could make a shot in the fourth It was all Luka in the fourth quarter. and And that's what, to me, set it apart and 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 so yeah i think it's gonna be great it's gonna be uphill battle against utah i think because they i think they got you know exposed on some things but and utah sitting there rested ready to go and poses a problem it, it is going to be exciting uh semifinal and western conference final i really it really is no matter who comes out of it yeah this is big for the clippers it's a step i know people want to celebrate well yeah when your team wins you want to celebrate but it's a step now they've got to beat Utah. Is it is it me, Fred, when you like the game six and seven for the Clippers? When Kawhi Leonard wants to be Kawhi Leonard, he's the best player on the floor. He's the best. I, I, and I'm I'm I would say close to uh, give me a hundred percent. LeBron and 100% Kawhi, I don't, I don't know, to be honest with you. Because when he wants to be dominant and the best player, he can't be stopped. He, he, he can do it all. When he decided, okay, I'm, you know, half this game, I'm going to lock up on Luka. But I'm also going to score at the other end. And you can't stop me. It, it's incredible. And I know that probably frustrates so many people because you go, why, why can't he do that all that time, all the time? And we're so enamored with the Michael and Kobe who's going to get 50 on you no matter what you do. Yep. And and Kawhi and LeBron are not that I'm going to go out and score 50. Uh, Kawhi's like, I'm going to get everybody. LeBron's, I'm going to get everybody involved. Kawhi's like, I'm kind of pace myself, see how the game is going. And then, okay, if you need me to turn it on, I'll turn it on. Whereas those two guys were killer from the start. And so that's the frustration. I'm looking at Kawhi going, man. Give me that. Give me that guy. Give me that assassin from start to finish. And you know the thing about him? Just so smooth. Yes. So smooth. Yes. It seems, although there is a great deal of effort put into it, effortless when right. he's really on. Yeah. He can do what he wants to do. He just got that. Yeah. And you know, it's not about just pulling up from three and chucking him. No. He got a mid-range game. Everything. He can Inside. do it all. Yeah. Post you up if he needs to. I mean, he, he's got it all. Yeah, I agree he with really you. He really does. I agree. So it'll be fun to see what happens next for the Clippers. Now back to the Lakers because you had magic on. Here's some thoughts. Uh, they were eliminated. It was ugly. 
and it, it's the doomsday scenario. They have two guys. Yeah. And a bunch of others. A bunch of Jags. Just another guy. Right? That's what they have. They have two guys <laughs> and Jags. Yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad, you, I'm glad <laughs> you broke that down to me because I was looking at my phone to see, what what is Jags? <laughs> Are we gonna get? We gonna get in a Twitter storm with Jags? Fred said Jags. Jags. We summed it up. All right, we fixed it. Now you know what that is. Okay, good. And here's the thing: during the off season last year, Rob Polinka makes some roster changes. I have to tell you, I thought they were great. Yeah, I thought they were great. You know what? Kevin and I talked about this too because last week we had some calls on, and Rob was, you know, Rob being Rob, you know. Talked about when that all went down in the offseason and who won the offseason. We were, we, everybody, I can't remember many people saying there was, I mean, there were people that said, look, you know, it's hard to lose Rondo because Rondo means so much. His playoff run is hard. You know, Dwight and JaVale did so great for the team. But most people felt it was an upgrade. Most people felt that the Lakers, what they did in the offseason was an upgrade. Yeah, I agree. So you look at it and you go, okay, this is great. You don't mess with a championship team, but good Lord, look at the changes they made. Yeah, they're even going to be better. Well, no, they weren't better, and it it, it, it really showed some some flaws. The number one yeah. flaw, but then think, and then on top of that, remember when the Harden thing went down to 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 Brooklyn, the talk was okay. Where's Andre Drummond going? Where's Andre Drummond? He's the missing piece. Where's Andre Drummond? Drummond. Dr- oh, Lakers got Drummond. Now they can compete with the Brooklyn Nets. Right, right. That was that was what people were saying. Oh, yeah, I was saying that. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, you, they're back in business now. Yeah. Two unexpected things. LeBron gets hurt. AD gets hurt. LeBron comes back. Was not the same player. Gave it his best shot. Not the same guy. May never be the same guy again, quite frankly. And that's a function of age. Not because yeah. he doesn't want to. Not because he won't work hard enough. Not because of his skill set. He just may not be able to do it. I mean, there's a point in time where things are going to start to erode. I think we're there. AD, we've talked about people calling him soft. He's soft. I don't think he's soft. I, I don't think that's fair. But he is injury prone. And it happened. The doomsday scenario. Both so of let them me, Let me hurt. clarify that real quick because I hear that too. And, and I, hate, I hate the term. Uh, soft and, and no, first of all, no, no one wants to be called. I don't care if you're an athlete or not. Nobody wants to be called soft. Right. Um, but because you get injured, does not make you soft. Correct. Because what makes you soft is if you avoid the contact. You don't want to get inside. You don't want to bang around. That makes you soft. One of the problems with AD is he's always on the ground because he's always in traffic. He's always going in traffic, inside, in the paint. And he's not a guy that basically stays outside all the time. You know, the the, the beauty of his game is he can do both. So the, the, the this distinction between soft and injury prone or being injured is 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 a, is the wrong one. They're two different things. But it's a guy who played. So you played with guys that did get hurt more more than others. AD does. He gets hurt. Yeah. And it's and it's a wide variety of reasons, not one thing. That's why you can't equate it with soft. Some guys are born certain ways. Some guys have uh soft tissue issues from birth, uh genetics. I've known guys that have been in the best shapes, 2%, 3% body fat, run miles, and were hurt every year. And I knew guys that would come into training camp overweight, get in shape in training camp, and never miss a game. 
and guys that would were vegan got hurt. Guys that drank all the time never got hurt. I mean, it, it, it's 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 there's no I guess there's no cookie cutter model. Say okay, this guy's gonna be injury prone. This guy's gonna be injury prone. This guy's gonna be that. You never know what's gonna happen. It's in, and then sometimes it's just some guys are unlucky. Right. You know, some guys are just unlucky in in certain ways. Well, Magic was on last Friday, and uh, Kevin, let's let's play Magic talking about Anthony Davis's health. He's probably going to have to change some things, and so I uh, think that he probably would look at all summer long, get with a physical therapist, uh, Rodney, and really try to make sure that you can uh, all those nagging injuries that you've had. That person, whether that's a he or she, can help you, you know, strengthen those body parts that are weak right now, right? Uh, he doesn't need to get bigger. He just needs to get stronger, right? Yeah. And and and, and my last suggestion for him, maybe just get you a, a, a yoga teacher or take some yoga class, stretch, you know, because that growing, you know, it's mm-hmm. not going to go away uh, no time soon. So he's going to have to really... I think just do a couple things to make sure that he can stay healthier and then do them during the season as well. It's not just the off season. He has to come up with a good program for himself during the season. Do you think this is the first time in Anthony Davis's career that he is now confronted with? You got to take care of yourself. You got to do a better job. This is your profession and you're in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I think this is probably the first time that it's really sunk in, I guess you should say. Because there's been that talk. Even when he came and signed with the Lakers, it was that talk, right? Okay, Anthony Davis, he's been hurt. He gets hurt a lot. And and then the Lakers go on and win the title in the bubble, and it's like all is forgot about Anthony Davis being hurt. Then he gets hurt this year. And so that became, as you mentioned, that became – the, the scary part for Laker fans because they are top-heavy with those two. And so, yes, I think this is the first time, and it, and the way it happened and the way it went out, and he should have never been playing probably in that in that game, it was just an ugly ending to a, to a tough season. And so, yeah, when you, when you, when your body's doing a certain thing for so long you, and you keep, things keep reoccurring, he's right. You, you probably need to change something up. You know, they're used here all the time. <laughs> it can go good or go bad. David Basset was on. We're going to talk to him later. But he talked about how Mookie Betts went vegan. And a lot of people are speculating whether maybe that is the reason for a slow start. Now, I don't know about that. But but there are different things that you change. To, okay, okay I, I, I don't know why my hamstrings keep getting pulled. My groin, a soft tissue issue. I got to do something something different to try to change it up. And, and it's there's no magic thing. Everybody's different. Look at LeBron. I mean, LeBron is probably spends more money or he, he, you know, it's no document how much money he spends yeah. on his body, just like you know Tom Brady. But the last two out of three years, he's been hurt. So it's, there's no guarantee that. But sometimes, if you same thing keeps happening, you got to change it up to see if that's going to help. So basically, for Anthony Davis, if we're just to really concisely put it into a couple of words, time to grow up. Time to take care of yourself. Time to do what needs to be done. Just being AD isn't enough. You're going to have to put in the work now, and people expect you to. That brings us to the Jags. Just another guy. (laughs) And one of the reasons Dennis Schroeder was here, because as you point out, the Lakers were top-heavy. 
you got to have one more guy that can do something if one of the top two get hurt. One. We're going to really count on one. That one was Dennis Schroeder. And by his own admission, he had a bad year. Had a, It's a bad year to have a bad year. Yeah. But he did. And we also know that he turned down two contract opportunities from the Lakers. Two. Yeah. We yeah. want you. Well, not yet, because if I wait, I can make a little more. Okay, we want you. Well, not yet, because now maybe I can make a little more. And then you finish like that. Magic had some thoughts on Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder, I don't think he a Lake. he's a Laker, and that's just my opinion. Um, I don't know if they're going to sign him back or not. I don't think he uh, brings okay. the winning mentality an attitude that we need, and he had a chance to show that in this series, and to me, uh, he failed in this series. So, But, again, if he comes back a Laker, I'm going to support him. I'm going to cheer for him and all that, but I don't. I just don't think he's a Laker. If he comes back a Laker, I'll support him, and I'll cheer for him after I just stabbed him to death because that's basically <laughs> what he did. He just drove the stake into him and said, he's not our kind of guy. He's not my kind of guy. Not a Magic Johnson guy. Not a Laker guy. Because if you're in that role, we expect more from you. Yeah, You're not I, Wesley I, Matthews. You're here for one reason. It, right. It's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, I can't even remember his name. I, The guy the, the Dodgers brought in. The, you know. Oh, Hugh Darvish? Yeah, Hugh you, Darvish last year? You're there for one reason. You yeah. got to win that game, you. Dennis, you're here for one reason. One reason. You got to be the man if one of if something happens to the other two. You got to do right. it. Right. There's no you're not KCP, you're not Kyle Kuzma. You've got to do that. That's why you're here. Yeah. And he didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be that guy. Okay, I'm 80 80s out? Okay. It's my night tonight. I'm I, I'm going to get 30. I'm going to get 30. I'm going to be aggressive from the start. And I think that as it probably rubs so many Laker fans the wrong way. The way they started the game and the way they started the second half were two different teams. They started the second half with more in- intensity, effort, energy, the whole thing. And the way they started the game was, when is this going to get over with? And so some something happened. Somebody got on somebody in the locker room because they played for the whole half, second half. They played, I think you could appreciate the heart and, and how the effort that they gave. But where was that effort? start to finish and you're in a you're in a closeout game you're about to be eliminated that's got to be from the start so yeah i just it just didn't felt like he was go- he was that guy like you said fred forget kuzma forget kcp you were brought in for one reason to step up and be that guy on the offensive end when we need him and he didn't do it he didn't do it that's a problem now yeah. look at kcp and look at kuzma those are trade chips whether you like them personally whether they're great human beings you would move him out of here in two seconds now because Kuzma is a starter struggling coming off the bench. He's not starting for the Lakers. He doesn't yeah. play well coming off the bench. The role doesn't work. Okay. KCP is an enigma. He's hot or he's not. He's good or he's yeah. bad. And that's a problem. We, we don't need an enigma. We need some consistency. And that consistency wasn't there. You got two guys you could trade. Kuzma and KCP. With all due respect, Trade them both, if you can, and figure out what you need. Uh, Wesley Matthews says, I want to come back. Come on back. Don't come back here. 
<laughs> you're you're more than welcome to come back. Cold blooded, Fred. But you know what? Thanks, <laughs> Th- thanks for showing up this year, Montrez Harrell. Don't know what's going to happen to him. I'm sure he regrets signing with the Lakers now because of what happened to him. Okay, do you need Montrez Harrell back? He certainly provided energy. He certainly provided spark. But he didn't play. He didn't play when it counted. Do you need him back? I don't know. Taylor Horton Tucker, young guy. You need some youth. Yes. He's going to get better. He, he, he's a guy. Yes, absolutely. You t- we just talked about Dennis Schroeder. Being a guy that, you know, when those two guys or when those guys are off, somebody else can fill it up. Given the opportunity and given the playing time, he's a guy that can handle the ball, run the show. He's a guy that can create off the dribble, and he's a guy that can score. He's a scorer, which it it felt like the Lakers were lacking a guy that could just go get their own bucket when they needed to. And he's a guy that, yeah, you got to hold on to him because he is your next guy. I think that what they're looking for with, with Dennis Schroeder, he could be that guy. And you have to remember, yes, at times he was completely out of control. I mean, it was an adventure watching him. But the point is, he's a kid. He played like that as a kid. Wait till he learns and grows. That's a guy. Caruso. I would hold on to him. But he's going to have a chance to get paid somewhere else. So they'll have to make a decision on him. Yeah. He's Kike Jock Peterson, right? Yeah, that's exactly what he is. Mm -hmm. You want him. You want to keep him, but you can't overpay him. Right. So that's a decision they'll have to make. For Rob Polinka who basically said publicly, yes, we're going to you know, figure out what to do, and I'm going to consult A.D. LeBron and Frank Vogel. Everybody will have a voice in this. I understand the sentiment, Rob. <laughs> I don't know if everybody gets a vote. You know, Somebody's got to be in charge, but it's going to be Well, he didn't say vote, Fred. He said he's going to consult yeah, talk well, to him. Well, we, well, we, well, you knew that, though, right? Yeah. I, Without I, saying I, it, I was if Rob Palenka came out and said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to make this decision on my own. Would you believe him? No, of course not. Okay, so he's like, I know you guys know I'm talking to LeBron and AD about what we're going to do, so I'm letting you know now. He did let us know. <laughs> he publicly proclaimed it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's watching what's going on in Green Bay, how that thing is ending up and going to end up. It's not going to be pretty. Yes, I'm going to talk to him. You saw what Tampa did. Tom Brady, come on in here. What do you, what do you think about this wide receiver? What do you think? Of course, Rob Blink is going to talk to AD and LeBron. <laughs> I guess it, it comes down to this: if you're a Laker fan, you, and and you know you become attached to players, that's why we always say, "Don't fall in love with a guy; fall in like," because it is a business. They have two players. You should consider nobody else on the team. They have two players; they pay a lot of money to. Now, who are the rest of the guys going to be? Because that's what you learn from this: the doomsday scenario. Both got hurt at one time or another. And in critical situations, both were not ready to go. So, what are you going to do? It tells me, whoever the Dennis Schroeder person is, has got to be the third guy. That position has got to be the third guy. Whoever that is. I don't think it's Taylor Horton Tucker yet. He's too young. But they need the third guy. Not AD, not LeBron. Yeah, but Traylon Horton Tucker, you can, you, you know, you keep him around for a little while. Oh, you know, you're going to keep him. You got to keep him. But, but yeah, he's going to grow into that role. But yeah. yeah, I agree with you. For next year, yeah, next for year. who knows what the the ceiling is on LeBron or the, you know, where he starts to really diminish. Because if he comes back healthy, that I mean, next year is going to be the 
the real telling year, like where is LeBron? Because he's going to have – he won't have to go through the long – he'll have the full off season, right, to get back healthy, and we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I, I agree. For next year, definitely they need that, that score. And they got to get some shooters, just some con- consistent shooters. The, you know, a Ray Allen, Mike Millers from when they're in Miami, those guys that can knock down shots. I mean, you see it. The teams, it's not even just the, the, the main guys, not the Steph Curry's, but when they had, you know, you got Clay and, and Durant shooting threes, you got to have somebody that can make some shots. All right, you're going to believe your eyes or you're going to believe what we're telling you. We're telling you there's something wrong with the balls in baseball. But your eyes do not confirm that when you watch the games. What is going on? How are they doctoring balls? Are the Dodgers involved in that? And what will Major League Baseball do? That's next. Oh, baby. First things first. We like you to stare. We used to go on stage in our underwear. We changed up. We got a brand new beat. Oh, yeah. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan is back. They all stare. With some facial hair. I <laughs> love it. And happy birthday to the purple one, Prince. Happy birthday, Prince. Freddie Frasel here. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to sneak it on tonight. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm the with an inside look at the Dodgers, this is the Vassay Report with David Vassay. Brought to you by Navian Tankless Water Heaters. Man, you know somebody's wow, big time. Whoa! Would I get that? I mean, we just bring him on as our friend and our our guy, and now there's that, Dave. So, wow, look at you. Yeah, right. Fancy. Yeah, fancy. <laughs> you kind of, you know what? You kind of killed our vibe, though. I got to tell you, kind of. Hey, that was that was uh, that was big time. Yeah, wow. That, that There's a lot more respect right there. coming out of that booth right now. A lot more respect coming my man, way from you guys man. after that little jingle. <laughs> to, to be honest with you, no, there's not, but at least you got the jingle. It's the same respect. Oh, hey, Fred. Thanks a lot for coming back to work today. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> right, Dave, help, help us out here because I really don't understand. Uh, the spin rate, Major League Baseball, going to crack down on pitchers. Trevor Bauer had not his best outing yesterday. What are pitchers doing to the balls? What is happening? How are they doing it? Yeah, it's been going on for at least three years and maybe longer because if you remember, there was there was a moment in a Cardinals game where it was a pass ball and Yadier Molina's looking around, can't find the baseball, and it's stuck to his uh, chest guard. <laughs> and that's just indicative of how sticky the baseballs are to get a better grip on these baseballs. I don't remember that. I don't know why I don't remember that, Dave. Wait, that yeah, just Google it. Just Google it. He's looking around. He can't find the baseball anywhere, and it's stuck to his chest protector. Oh, man. That's almost as bad yeah. as the Sammy Sosa cork bat. <laughs> you know what? A lot of players have told me that they believe that uh, the pitchers using this extra sticky substance is similar to a hitter corking his bat or even the epidemic of it uh, being so widespread, it's like the steroid era. Uh, but Major League Baseball, they don't like bad publicity. And the the talk of this went from 
middle of the night back alleys to being spoken about in broad daylight in the the middle of Ventura Boulevard. And that's why they were forced to do something. Trevor Bauer actually was one of the loudest people about this, pointing the finger at some Houston Astros pitchers back in 2019 and just saying that they were doing something to to really get a better grip and create more spin rate on their four-seam fastballs. And you guys have heard the reports of the visiting clubhouse attendant at Angel Stadium doing yeah. something for yeah. visiting pitchers as well. So this has been going on for too long, and it just became out of control. And it's part of the reason why uh, Major League Baseball is having the worst offensive season since World War II. Wow. Dave, see, so help me how how this happens because they, there's a million baseballs that they use during the course of a game, and then they're thrown in and thrown out. And there's there's Fred can attest to there's so many cameras in baseball nowadays that you got every angle, everything. How are they applying foreign substance to balls? Yeah, and, and what is the substance? I mean, how are they doing it, and what is it? Yeah, well, I feel like I could say what it is now because I've heard Buster only say it. Um, I've known about it for quite some time, but obviously not my place to start talking about this unless it becomes an issue like it has. It's uh, one of the substances. It's called spider tack. It's uh, like a glue-like type of adhesive on the baseball. And I know players uh, in the 80s and 90s have been talking about, well, there's always been something that pitchers have been using, which is true, but not to this level. And I guess it is a fair argument to say that uh, pitchers in the 80s and 90s never had their spin rates checked the way these guys are. So that's a fair argument as well. But you can't ignore the fact that uh, when you use this, your spin rate does go up to a level where a hitter now is not only faced to make contact with a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, but now it's looking like a 95-mile-an-hour wiffle ball. And that's the effect that it's had. Where do they put the substance? I mean, there, there uh, are cameras everywhere. Belt, glove, belt, glove, hat are the uh, three primary places from what I've been told. So a new ball is thrown into the game, right? Because anytime a ball is fouled off or anything, they throw it out and they throw a new ball in. The ball uh-huh. comes in, and what? The guy, the pitcher catches the ball at the other at the same time. He's touching his belt, touching his cap, touching something then puts the ball in his glove and, and puts the substance on it? They find the time, Fred, and honestly, uh, they have not been hiding it, and that's kind of been a slap in the face of hitters and really a slap in the face to the game where if you pay attention, you will see pitchers that go to these three different places, and they're not really hiding it, some better than others, and that's where it's become a real problem as well. Wow, I mean, this is. Are they going to have to have, you know, sniffing dogs in the dugouts going forward? <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, according to Buster Only's story, uh, at the owners' meetings last week, they discussed this and were presented with a lot of evidence that forced the owners to acknowledge there was an issue, and they're going to have umpires check pitchers uh, as they're coming off the mound in between innings. They don't want to make the game longer and have the umpire go out there in the middle of an inning, unless it's warranted. But for the most part, you're going to have an umpire check a pitcher if they suspect anything uh, as they walk off the mound at the end of an inning. So, so 
our our guy Cowboy Joe was right, trying to make the guy change his hat before the start of the game, right? Right, and then you know this is really where uh, the talk of this got real loud and pushed to the forefront was not only what Joe West did, but what Mike Schilt said, the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, after Giovanni Gallegos, his pitcher, had his hat confiscated and sent to New York. He started to talk about, quote, baseball's dirty little secret. And he went into some pretty deep conversation in his post-game press conference detailing what's been going on. And from that point on, it was hard for Major League Baseball to push this to to the background they had to bring it to the forefront and take care of it because it was going to get ugly all right so we know people are doing it uh, and i assume if an umpire checks somebody between innings and they catch them they're gone they're going to throw them out of the game but how many of the dodgers do it if everybody's doing it do all the dodgers do it well if you believe what you read in sports illustrated they say that the dodgers are spin city that's what they call them, but I, I don't know if they are or not, Fred. Because I know Dave Roberts said once we get the rules, we're all going to play by the rules. Right, and that's the argument that Trevor Bauer made after the game yesterday where he just wants a level playing field. He was asked twice, point blank, whether or not yesterday his spin rate was down because he wasn't using it, and he never denied it. He just went back to saying that he wanted a level playing field, and he has said – a lot more than that in an interview on Real Sports a few years back on his Twitter a few years back. And, you know, he's, he's been saying that, you know what, if these guys are, are going to be getting an advantage, why shouldn't every pitcher get an advantage? And I give him credit for being as honest as he has been and not denying that he may or may not have been using it uh, over the course of the last couple of the, years. The, the hard part of that is that it's, you know, it sometimes comes down to the individual. Dave Roberts can say that all he wants, you know, and, and but it, it'll come down to the individual coming out there. I want to get an edge. I'm gonna get an edge. It's it's similar to you know, not to to equate it to it, but but the whole Tom Brady letting the air out of the ball, right? Bill Belichick yeah, had no exactly. idea. Bill Belichick had absolutely, and they people tried to condemn him. Why oh, you should know? No, he had absolutely no idea amazed what happens on the side stickum has been removed for years we used to stick them on our towels during rainy and cold games to get better grips on the ball we spray it on our towel no it was clear nobody could see it so it wasn't it was the thing that everybody did the same thing with the air in the balls you know you had guys on the sideline let me check the ball let me see that no that one's a little heavy let me take some air out. It, it, it happened the problem was tom brady didn't admit it but to suggest that belichick knew about it was was insane so to this I think individual players, and we can, you know, a lot over the years go through different things. No matter what they have, they can have it posted on the board. As soon as they come out of the clubhouse, we would not use any foreign substance, blah, blah, blah. It's in your contract, all that. But certain guys will try to push the envelope and get the edge. Yeah, and there's going to always be something else. And honestly, yeah. guys, this is another indictment on Rob Manfred. He has known about this issue, similar to knowing about how teams were pushing the envelope with technology to steal signs and ignored it until it became so public and so blatant and affecting World Series games that he couldn't ignore it anymore. So he has to take a lot of heat. He has been a big failure as the leader of this sport, and he should take some accountability about this and other things as well. 
Uh, Dave, before we let you go, off day for the Dodgers. They're in Pittsburgh starting tomorrow, but rain is in the forecast. As they leave Atlanta, where do you think the team is? Very inconsistent. You know, everybody thought they turned the corner uh, when they rattled off eight in a row, but here they are now, losers of six of their last nine. They've dropped two of their last three series, and a lot of that has to do with their offense. Their offense has had some big innings, but consistently hasn't been able to drive in runs enough to win ball games. And Mookie Betts is a big reason why. He, he's, kind of, uh, he's kind of the marker of where this offense is, and I hate to put it on him, but he is the highest-paid player on the team. He is the best player on the team, and he isn't playing like it. He was 6-4-11 in the Cardinals series to end the homestand, and then all of a sudden in Atlanta he only gets two hits and was a non-factor. He's hitting 240. He's still vegan. So until those things change, it's going to be inconsistent for the Dodger offense. Okay, well, I, I don't know. The I yeah, love you throwing the vegan Vegan has anything to do with it, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's a new no, you diet. Never Ever since he's gone vegan, he's lost his mojo. All right. <laughs> he's Austin Powers. Yeah, right, or, or maybe he'll have a steak. All right, Dave. Thanks for jumping on, as always, and really appreciate the information on the pitching. All right, guys. Great talking to you. See you, Rodney. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah! Afternoon delight. What you doing? Oh yeah. Today's afternoon delight is Westlife by Destiny Rogers. 21-year-old singer released this song along with a music video last week as she gets set to release her first project later this year. The music video was shot in South Central LA and was heavily inspired by Rogers' upbringing. In a recent interview, she said, I remember growing up watching my cousins pull up to the streets with their cars, blasting old school hip hop, and we would all gather around them outside and just kick it. The director did an incredible job capturing what West Coast feeling and, and the pride that the people from Cali have. I love this video so much, she said. Again, today's afternoon delight is Westlike by Destiny Rogers. Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Know your squad. Hey, make sure you listen to every Dodger game right here on your home of the Dodgers, AM570 LA Sports, and in HD on the free iHeartRadio app. The keyword AM570 LA Sports. Brought to you by Chef Marito, seasoning partner of the Dodgers, featuring over 20 varieties of seasonings. It's not a true Mexican dish without Chef Marito seasoning. ChefMarito.com. Zach and Long Beach, you ready to go? Yeah, what's going on, guys? How was your weekend? Weekend was great. 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 How was yours? Oh, it was good. Got to go to Angel Stadium twice and watch my buddy play against the Angels. He won the Gold Glove last year, so you don't get to. Who's your buddy? When we get to watch them, you know we're really thankful. Who's your buddy? 
Uh, JT Crawford, uh, Long Beach, California. He's with the Seattle Mariners. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Nice. Good for you. Sir, he went, to, he went to Lakewood High School with me. Right on. Very cool. So he didn't forget. Uh, he doesn't forget the little people. He doesn't forget the people back home, uh, does he? <laughs> no, 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 sir. He's a great guy. Very genuine. All right. We're going to play Know Your Rams today uh, and Know Your Squad. I'll give you five choices. Right. You answer before all five choices are revealed to get locked out, okay? Yes, sir. All right. Ronnie, you ready? Happy Monday, Rogan and Rodney. Hey, Fred, I'm loving the new goatee look. Thank you. Look <laughs> sharp. <laughs> We're going to see what everybody else thinks about it. Yeah. Six o'clock tonight. But I'm going with it. Does Mario Friday. like it? I haven't talked to Mario. Does Mario like it? You know, Mar- Mario is a very affectionate guy, yeah. but I wouldn't turn to Mario and ask him. Uh, obviously, your wife likes it. Otherwise, it'll be off your face before you got back. That's kind of the key. Right? <laughs> kind of the key. Okay, here we go. Good luck, everybody. Rams beat the Giants in overtime in the divisional playoff round in 1990. Which of these men scored both touchdowns for the Rams in that win? Greg Bell, Flipper Anderson, Henry Ellard, Ron Brown, or Ron Howard? Henry Ellard. And it is Flipper Anderson. Ron Brown. Flipper Anderson. That Flipper. Got that got it. Let's go. Ooh, Zach's off to a hot start. We on the board. <laughs> yes, you're on the board. Eric Dickerson yes, holds the franchise. <laughs> Eric Dickerson holds the franchise record for most rushing yards in a single season. Who holds the record for most rushing touchdowns in a single season with 18? Marshall Falk, Eric Dickerson, Todd Gurley, Stephen Jackson, or Samuel Jackson? Eric Dickerson. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Eric Dickerson. Run it. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. It was the right answer. The answer obvious. was, uh, was too obvious. Yeah, the answer was Eric Dickerson. Too obvious. <laughs> oh, tricky, tricky. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. It's too obvious. Can't be ED. It was ED. I said Todd Gurley, but I think that was a combined touchdown total. But good one. Good question. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, Zach. Kevin, good yeah. question. Was that, yeah. Was yeah. that rushing? Hey. Was rushing in there? Yes, rushing rushing yards in a single season. Yeah, rushing, rushing touchdown. Pure rushing. Pure rushing. But yeah, you are right, yeah. Zach. Yes. Uh, yeah. Todd Gurley had combined. Yes. What's the score, Fred? It's a uh, Ronnie one, Zach. Ronnie. One. Ronnie. Calm down, Ronnie. Yeah, you've never done that before. We've had two questions. Yeah. You want your yeah, acknowledgement now? Yeah, you Now got you it. want the score? Who is it that said, who do we have on? Nobody wins at halftime? Mick uh, uh, Cronin. Mick Cronin. <laughs> I don't have a TV, buddy. Oh, you know, you know what he said, Rodney? He said, hey, you check the ha- checking the halftime scores for losers. <laughs> He did say that. Yeah. He did. For losers. All right. Uh, uh, Leroy Irvin and Eddie Metter are in a three-way tie for the most career interceptions returned for touchdowns with five. Who are they tied with? Dre Bly, Janoris Jenkins, Nolan Cromwell, Todd Light, or Todd Donahoe? Nolan Cromwell. Nolan Cromwell. Todd Light. How about you? Janoris Jenkins. Yes, Rodney. (laughs) Who? (laughs) Janoris Jenkins. I couldn't get it out right. Denona, you're all little Jenkins. You're right. It's that Jenkins boy. It's that Jenkins boy. Yeah, that's right. A Jenkins boy. That's right. Janoris Jenkins. All right, we're midway through. Do you even know who Janoris Jenkins is, Zach? Yeah, he went to the Giants after the Rams. Come on, Fred. Oh, look at that's, him. Zach, no, nice. don't you ever. On him. Look at that. I'm not going to sit here Ooh. and let you question Zach and his knowledge of sports. I'm Rodney, not going to do it. Man. 
appreciate it. Yes, I got you, Zach. You know what they say? You, they say, handle my lightweight. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got this one for you. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. <laughs> my guy, Rod. Let's go. Sean McVay's first playoff win as a Rams head coach came against the Cowboys in the divisional round of the 2018 playoffs. Which of these players scored two touchdowns in that win? C.J. Anderson, Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, or Robert Townsend? Robert Gurley. Robert Woods. C.J. Anderson, Rodney. Ooh. Yeah, he took over for Todd Gurley. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, you want me to check the score now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Fred, me as well. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, Ron, Ronnie, Ronnie, that one has receipts. That wow. is not going away anytime <laughs> soon. Bridges stamped my forehead right there. <laughs> he didn't stamp it. He put a tattoo on that bad boy. Ouch, Fred. It's going to be a drop. You know what it is. Every time we play this. <laughs> it's that evil foreboding goatee that Fred's got going on. There. Looks like Mr. Spock there from the Diametrical go, Universe at Star Trek. <laughs> It's a new me. It's my new look. It's my new look. All right. Who is the franchise leader in fourth quarter comebacks with 13? Roman Gabriel, Kurt Warner, Mark Bulger, Jared Goff, or Coco Goff? <laughs> Mark Bulger. Kurt Warner. It is no good. Jojo, uh, Roman, Roman Gabriel. Gabriel. Roman Gabriel. It's Zach. Let's go. It's Zach. He beat me? Yeah, he got you. He got you. So here we go. By a hair, Rodney. Yeah, it was right close. On. It was right close. On. Final question. Here's where hey, we're let at. Let me ask you this, Fred. Go ahead. Can Ronnie win this? He can only tie. He cannot. Wait, what's win. the score? Okay. <laughs> Rodney what's two. Zach two. Ronnie one. All comes to this one for all the marbles, Mister. Yeah, Pete. let's go. Let's go. Who holds the franchise record for longest punt return for a touchdown with 103 yards? Tavon Austin. Azakim. Dante Hall, Robert Bailey, or Toby Bailey? Tavon Dante Austin. Hall. Tavon Austin. Austin. No. Tavon Austin. How about new? Hazaki. Uh, it is no good. Ooh. Ooh. Who's the, the last one? Again, Fred. You, you got to give a different clue because that's the only one left. There are two left. Oh, there are two left. Both, said, both oh. have the last name of Bailey. Not Dion Bailey, but he went to Lakewood. Donovan Bailey. Lakewood <laughs> F. Lee Bailey. Bailey, Bailey. And it is no good. Dr. Bailey. How about Bailey you? Jenkins. <laughs> Bailey <Austin> McGee. F. <laughs> Lee Bailey. Rest in peace. <laughs> okay, here we go. The Bailey that is the correct answer. First name starts... With R. Reggie? Robert. Oh, Robert. Robert, it's Rodney. He wins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, we were close on that one, Mr. Pete. Yeah, yes, we were. Yes, we were, Zach. Time to do almost. <laughs> All right. Hey, Photo finish. Hey, let me hear Photo it. finish. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Never lost. Never lost, Zach. Never lost. Never lost. Nice guys. Hey, have a great rest of the day, boys. It's great with Rob Parker, but it ain't the same without the Dean. Right on. I'm the Dean. Appreciate it. Take it easy, Zach.